You're listening to a session of Come Celebrate, hosted by the Bay Christian Family Church. Well, I want to ask you a quick question. Anyone here likes to watch movies? Okay, some of you are like, I'm a Christian, I don't watch movies. Okay, do you watch a Christian movie? Who enjoys a Christian movie? Okay. Okay, anyone that watches a movie, you'll know that you get to fall in love with the characters. And, you know, many of us are, are caught by the idea of the movie by the trailer. Now, for me, I like to watch a trailer before I watch a movie. And once I start to watch the movie, I fall in love with these characters. And one of the big things in most movies is the guy has an awesome start. And we love it. And we're in the movie. And then something horrible happens. And then you're like, oh my word, is this movie ever going to end great? You know, it's like this movie just starts great and then all of a sudden things is just chaotic. And then you're kind of praying and you're hoping like, is this movie really going to be something great? Well, I think that's kind of what's happened in our lives the last few years. You know, we were all on this journey, man, we were going places. It looked like everything was on course. And then all of a sudden, we hit the middle of this movie and everything is chaotic. And we're like, what the heck is going on? And uh, today I have my message entitled, What the Heck Are We Doing Here? Okay, now some of you are like, oh, Judah, I don't know if you should be saying that. Listen, I've been asking myself that, and if you haven't been asking yourself that, then maybe today you're going to ask yourself that, what the heck are we doing here? Because this is crazy. And one of the things I'm going to tell you what happens when I watch movies with my wife is when it comes to the place where it's crazy and I you know, don't know what's about to happen, I press pause. Not because I'm scared, but because I want to see how much time is left. <laughs> Who knows what I'm talking about? You're like, oh, is this ever going to change? Because I'm watching this movie and it just gets worse and worse and they're chasing this guy. He's about to die. I don't know what kind of movies you watch, but there's a sound that comes in like, and I get fearful, and I press pause, and I see there's 20 minutes left, and I'm like, thank you, Jesus, we're still going to make it. And then I have the patience to watch through the rest of the movie. And kind of that's what's happened to me the last few years. I, I feel like our life has been a movie, and we've been living it out, and then it got to this hectic place. And I feel like many of us has had to press pause and, and see, hey, what's going to happen? Can this still change? What's the future look like? And today I want to talk to you about a passage in the Bible. It's one piece that I want to look at, and then I want to talk to you a little bit about that, because I feel like many of us might have lost our identity during this time and had had the moment moments we've gone through identify who we are. How many of you have heard about David's mighty men? Okay, maybe you've read about them. You know, there were these 600 mighty men of David. And I kind of went on this journey with the Lord to find out where do they come from? Have you ever wondered how someone becomes mighty? Or read the Bible and be like, how did they actually get there? Because for me, I like to know the backstory of something. I don't like to just know, well, they're great. This is awesome. Because something had to happen to get to this place. And as we're going to look at God's Word today, we're going to look at King David. And many times when we look at David, we look at his story with Goliath. It's always a triumphant one. It's always great to look at how David took out Goliath. And many times we focus on that piece of his life. And that's kind of what our movie life feels like. We look at the good things. We look at the positive stuff. And when you tell someone about the movie, you kind of talk about the highlights. You talk about the great things. But in life, there's moments that don't really feel so great. It's like this cave moment. It's like this moment of obscurity. It's this moment of, you know, where am I going? What 
the heck are we doing here? Now, some of you are still cringing a little bit when you hear that. Don't worry, I promise you, you are going to be blessed by the end of today's message. Can you say amen? amen? Amen. So the Lord took me on this journey and He said to me to forget about the former things. Forget about the former things. Because when you go forward, you can't keep looking back. Because our mindset is on, you know, it's not like it used to be. And starting a church many years ago and moving forward, and it felt like this movie of our life, everything was going up, 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 and then something happened. And now we're looking back and we're like, Lord, where is everything we used to have? Maybe you think about your own life. Maybe there's some things that you were building towards, your marriage, your family, your business, your kids. And all of a sudden, we went through this crazy season of our life, and we've had to reevaluate who are we? What are we doing here? Does God still love me? Is there a calling on my life? What does the future look like? And I want to tell you from the get-go, you have to stop looking at what was right now. You have to decide, I'm not going to look at what was, and I'm going to make a decision to look ahead. Keep focused on where we are going. So we look at these 600 men, these 600 mighty men of David. But I want to tell you where it started. Because when we think about David, and we like to talk about the time he took on Goliath, that's just a victorious moment. But life isn't just about the victorious moments. You know, it's great to, to Instagram those, as Pastor Janine says, people like to compare people. And we compare our Instagram Reels, our highlights, and that's where we live sometimes instead of looking at the realities of life. And sometimes life isn't just your Instagram highlights. Sometimes it's not just the stuff you post on Facebook. Yes, David was a mighty man and he did amazing things, but David's life was more than just taking on Goliath. And your life is more than just the things that you've conquered before. And maybe right now you're going through a difficult time, but it will not define you. You will be refined. And I believe that you will get restoration. I believe that we will soar through the season and God still has the best for us. Can you say amen? amen. So these mighty men of David, where do they come from? I'm going to read you a scripture today and I'm going to, I'm going to show you exactly who they were and where they came from. So 1 Samuel 22 from verse 1 to 4. You can put it up on the screen for me. So David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Adullam. Soon his brothers and his other relatives joined him there. Then others began coming, men who were in trouble or in debt or who were just discontented, until David was the captain of about 400 men. Does that sound like mighty men? Where's the mighty men of David? They ran and hid in a cave with David. The Bible talks to you about 400 men. We're going to talk about the 600 because this is part of the 600. But these are 400 men that followed David. Now, why did David go to the cave? Because David was on a high. David had just killed Goliath. David was the man. And Saul didn't like that. When David started rising, he got the daughter of the king. Man, his life was looking like everything was just going right. It was going good. The best part of the movie. And all of a sudden, hee, hee, hee. Saul comes running after him like the chainsaw massacre. He's got things coming. He has to run for his life. This guy has to move out, out of the palace. And he finds himself in a cave. And 400 men follow him. But these weren't 400 mighty men. These were not the men that David would have chosen to come with him. If David left and could have chosen, he would have looked past all of those. 
Come on, those of you know that when it comes to choosing people, when you're doing sports, you know, when you're at school, high school, primary school, and they said, you know, there's two captains, and you were one of the captains, and you get to choose, and you would look across the team. These guys were not the ones you chose. They were the ones standing there, please, please, please. And you're like, uh, not you, definitely not you. But these are the guys that followed David. These guys were in debt. These guys were stressed. These guys had troubles in their life. Maybe that's where you find yourself right now. And you're like, man, I don't even know what is ahead. i got good news for you. I have amazing news for you. That you have someone in your life that can lead you to become great and mighty men and women of God. What we've gone through has been crazy. But let me tell you, there is still a leader in this church. And that is Apostle Alan Bagg. And many times when we go through difficult times, we look at ourselves, we look at our situation, we say, how can I ever get out of this? And I want you to know that there is a journey that you can go through to become mighty men and women of God. Because He has it for everyone in this room. You might say, but I'm in debt. That's fine. I might be struggling. That's fine. These men found themselves at that place. But God knew what He wanted to do in and through their lives. Now, there are cave moments and seasons where you have to find yourself at a place where you have to look at who you are, what you've gone through, and where you're going. Now, what I love about this idea of adulam, the cave was called adulam. This means refuge, refuge. So God used it as a place to find refuge during the season of David's life. But God didn't leave David by himself. He sent him people that are going to go with him and do amazing things for God. Now, maybe you're in this place and you say to me, Judah, you don't know what I've been through the last few years. You don't know what I've had to sacrifice. You don't know what I've lost. You don't know the pain I've been through. But you know what God does? And you know what? It doesn't matter how far you've fallen. God is always able to lift you up. And when I thought about this time where David literally lost everything, he's run for his life, he's in a cave, he had to keep telling himself, this is not my final destination. Many people can stay in the cave forever because they feel like, man, this is, this is just where God has left me and I'm never going to get out of here. But we have to hold on to the promises and the prophecies that God has given us. Because let me tell you, life is not just a fairy tale movie, a romantic movie without any difficulties. It's not something that just goes like you hope your stocks would go just from the bottom all the way up. And, and you hope that your Bitcoin will just keep rising and your, your investments will never stop going down. But life isn't like that. And I do sometimes pray and I'm like, Lord, just take away all the trouble. But what's that going to help? I have to learn to grow within the trouble. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, what's strange for me is we'd like to talk about these amazing men of God, these amazing men of David, these mighty men, but we have to remember where they come from because oftentimes we're like, God, there's a calling on my life. I'm I'm an amazing person. If you could just use me, and God's like, but have you gone through some difficulty? Have you gone through some training? Now, I'm not saying you have to be there forever, but I do want to say to you, you have to go through a time of testing. You have to be willing to say, can I pay the price? Now, God is using these people, and they are the most unlikely kind of people. These are the people that we look down on, the misfits of life. These are the people that we kind of think would never be anything great. And God says, no, don't overlook anyone. 
And God gave David these men. These were distressed, discontented, and in debt. These men may have even been worse off at that stage than they ever was in their whole life. Because they lost everything. They lost their homes. They had to run for their life and find themselves in a cave. I just really feel like many people in this room today have been wandering around and wondering, is there ever going to be a victory in my life? Are we ever going to get out of this again? And you know, I, I like to listen to messages of faith and I like to get myself to the place where I believe, but what do you do in the moment? Because it's still a natural life. And how do you walk it out day to day? Because I found myself at this place not too long ago and I was praying. I said, Lord, I feel like giving up. I felt like Elijah, maybe done some great things in the last few years, but then found myself running and hiding. And God says, that's not your final destination. So I want to ask you, what the heck are we doing here? Well, I'm going to answer that for you. Because the truth is, you still have a calling. You still have a purpose. There's things to do. And I believe that the church needs to get out of lethargy and get to the place where we remember that we are warriors, that we have a job to do. There's souls to be saved. When I think about it, I believe that many of us have gotten so used to doing something a certain way over the last two years that coming back to church kind of feels weird and awkward. And it's, it's nice, but you have to remember why you're here. You're not here to just sit in a seat. You're not here to just greet your friends. You are here to do kingdom business. Because there's mighty men and women sitting in these chairs. Now you might say to me, but Judah, I'm struggling. I'm still in debt. Well, you've got to realize there's a journey and God wants you to connect here. God wants you to put your time, your effort, your faith in this place so that you can grow and become what God's called you to be. And oftentimes we haven't given the time back to church because we just haven't been used to doing it the last two years. And I'm speaking to everyone watching online in every campus today. you got to understand that this is where you need to be. This is the place of training. This is the place of connecting. This is the place where you become mighty men and women of God. What I love most about the idea of these men that were with David is they connected to David. They knit themselves to David. And you might say to me, how do I become mighty men and women? How am I ever going to get out of my situation? Well, you have to connect. You have to not just connect, you have to commit. So you have to connect and commit. Because if you want to see long-lasting results, you have to be there through the time. Many people are like, man, like, I wish I could just have this, what this person is having. But are you willing to stick it through? Are you willing to push at this time? Are you willing to put the effort in? So David becomes captain over these guys, but now he has a responsibility too. If he left them the way they were then that's just stuck with poor people that are never going to go anywhere, never going to win any battles. Remember in the beginning, we heard about David's 600 men. That's, the, that's what I told you. There's 600 mighty men, but God only sent him 400. So what happened? So what happened during that time? These 400 men had to become mighty, and God kept adding. When we go through challenges, let me tell you, it's going to strengthen you. You're going to go from glory to glory. So I want to show you who these men were. These men at the end, when they went through the struggle, through the cave time, in 2 Samuel 23, verse 8, and just have some grace with me, please. These are some old-time names. So when I read them, think of yourself reading them and have some grace for me, okay? 2 Samuel 23, verse 8. These are the names of David's mightiest warriors. The first was Jashabim. 
the Hakmonite, who was leader of the three, the three mightiest warriors among David's men. He once used his spear to kill 800 enemy warriors in a single battle. One guy, one spear, 800 men. That sounds like a mighty man. That sounds amazing. But let me tell you, you have to know who you are when you go to battle to take on 800 men. God sends David 400 men. David has one man that takes out 800. Let's carry on reading. It's about to get good. Next in rank among the three was Eliezer, son of Dodai, a descendant of Ahoah. Once Eliezer and David stood together against the Philistines when the entire Israelite army had fled. He killed Philistines until his hand was too tired to lift his sword, and the Lord gave him a great victory that day. The rest of the army did not return until it was time to collect the plunder. This is another man, another man that didn't give up. He got so tired, his arms became weak, but he said, I will not give up. One man, 800. Another man who fights and fights until he cannot stand anymore. Let's read one more. Next in rank was Shammah, son of Agi, from Herod. One time the Philistines gathered at Lehi and attacked the Israelites in the field full of lentils. The Israelites' army fled, but Shammah held his ground in the middle of the field and beat back the Philistines. So the Lord brought, back, sorry, brought about a great victory. These were not mighty men at first. These were men that took hands with David and whatever David said we're going to do, they said we will not give up no matter how tired we get, no matter who's in front of us, whether it's one, two, three hundred, eight hundred, we will not stop until we get the job done. And I want to say this to everyone in this room. Yes, we have gone through some times of maybe losing some things and maybe you feel like we're in a cave season, but there's a mighty man and woman in every single one of you. And there's a job to be done as the body of Christ, as the church of God. We have to realize that every single one of us has a responsibility. Your name might have not been mentioned yet, but let me tell you, there's something that you can do. These are three men that were spoken about, but they were all men that rose up. Every single one of them said, I will be someone. I will do something. I will do whatever it takes. And I believe in this room today, there's many that have grown tired and grown weary. And you think to yourself, well, I'm in debt. I'm struggling. Judah, how can I ever do anything? You've got to trust that God has not given up on you. And you've got to forget about the former things. Stop looking behind at what was and, and what you used to have. Yes, it was great. But forget about that. It's a new season. It's a new year. It's a new time in your life. I sometimes think to myself, I'd like to go and... Spend a day at an old age home. Now you're like, what is he going to say next? <laughs> then I'm going to ask myself, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> no, I'd like to go there and speak to some people that have lived their life and come towards the end and ask them, what regrets do you have? So I believe there's going to come out some things out of those amazing men and women that have lived an amazing life, but they'll still tell you, I wish I'd 
taken some different steps. I wish I had tried more things. I wish I was willing to, to be brave. And I feel like sometimes we're at this place right now where we're not even trying anything anymore. We, we're kind of just so used to what life has hit us and given us and fed us that we've kind of just given up. I felt God speak to me so clear about everyone in this room, and He said that if you can just encourage them to see a better future, they'll forget about the past. Faith is the things hoped for. Hoped for. The evidence of things not yet seen. What you've seen was great, but God has better. No eye has seen, nor ears heard, or entered into the heart of man that which God has in store for you and I. What's ahead is far greater than what's behind. And when you keep looking at what's behind, you'll never move forward. Let me tell you, David needed to be king. David needed to be king. He couldn't stay in the cave. Those men needed to become mighty men. And too many of us forget about the prophecies and the promises in our life. So when we hit the cave times, when we feel the he, 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 we go, ha, ha. And we run and we stay and we hide. And we go deeper into the cave. And let me tell you, you're not going to become Batman by going deeper into the cave. Some of you are like, I just need to go find myself. No. You need to find God. And that's what that refuge was. The cave was a refuge for David in finding that he still had the strength. It didn't matter if he had the king's army surrounding him. It didn't, didn't matter if the Philistines were coming after him. It didn't even matter if he had the castle at his protection. He had God. He had God on his side. And you and I have to know that we have God on our side. No matter, no matter what the enemy tries, we have God on our side. There's a statement by Thomas Paine, and I want to read it to you. He said, real men smile in trouble. They gather strength from distress and grows bravely by reflection. How do you smile in trouble when you know who's for you? And God is for you. He's not against you. He has great plans for you, plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. O.G. Mandino said this. He said, always seek the seed of triumph in every adversity. In everything that you're going through, there is a seed. There is a seed. There is a seed of triumph. Yes, the season might have been difficult, but in the season, you have grown. You have learned some things. As the church, we are stronger than ever. Why? Because we're online. We're reaching people all over. It's not just linked to this building anymore. And as an individual, you have to realize that you still have an impact. If you're here, don't be online because you need to be here. Online is for those overseas who can't be here. But we don't have online armies. We don't have virtual battles. 
Some of you are like, oh, the church will just carry on. No, it needs you, the mighty men and women, to stand up, to rise up, to say, I will be that man. And no matter what happens, if it's 800 people, you're going to take them on. Let me tell you, the enemy's not going to stop. He's not going to give up all of a sudden because we went through 21, I mean 22, and now we're like, oh, well, you know, he's had a good enough hard time with us. No. I want us to grow so strong and not grow weary. I want to be the one that says, even if my arms get tired, I'm going to fight. Even if I feel like giving up, I'm not going to stop. These were men and women of God. And that's who you are. Let me tell you what happened to them just quickly. They became officers. They became chiefs. They became leaders of leaders. And let me tell you, there's people in this room, you're going to become leaders of leaders. You're going to grow out of debt and you're going to strengthen other people. You're going to let God use you. Man, some of you are feeling like so depressed. You have anxiety. You have fear. God's going to restore you in this house so that you can be a blessing to others. And when you get to the place, because let me tell you, Prophet Ed prophesied it last night. This church is going to expand. It's going to go into new business. I mean, new buildings, new territories. And you will be the mighty men and women. And when people come in and they need a place of comfort and they feel like giving up and they feel like they've gone through a cave moment. You're going to go to them and say, I've been there too. I've been there too. And people are going to look at you. And you're not going to be at the same place where you were today. You're going to be mighty men and women of God. But let me just say before I end, it's going to cost something. It's going to cost commitment. And it's going to cost you to show up. I call everyone back, those of you watching online in the comfort of your home right now in your bed with your PJs or online. It's time. Not to fill a seat, but for the work that needs to be done. Yes, this church is running smoothly and amazing, but let me tell you, we are in expansion. And we're not going to look at the former things. We're not going to grow weary in well-doing. We're going to move forward. And I want to just ask every single one of you in this room, those of you watching online, connect and commit. Knit your hearts to the apostle and the pastor of this house and say, whatever we can do, however we can contribute in our serving, in laying down of our lives, let me tell you, because there is a war at hand. The kingdom of, of heaven needs to fight. We need to fight the enemy. We need to be willing to say, whatever comes our way, we will not grow weary. We're not going to back down. Come on. One more scripture before I end. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 14 says, But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us spreads and makes evident everywhere the sweet fragrance of the knowledge of Him. You're going to go through a time of victory for the namesake of Jesus Christ. Because people will know where you came from and where you're going, it will always be about the name of Jesus. It's all about souls. It's all about your testimony. So don't grow weary. Don't give up. Let me tell you, even if you feel like it's the middle of the movie, just press pause. 
Press pause for a moment. Press pause for a moment. I want everyone to close your eyes for a moment. Just pause. Just pause. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that we can press pause in the feelings of where we're at right now and know that it's not the end, that the best is yet to come. We don't look at the past. We look at the future. We are mighty men and women. And in our hearts, Lord, you have placed the ability to connect, to commit, and to be those that even when we're tired, we will not let the sword drop. We will fight tirelessly. We will not give up because the best lies ahead in Jesus' name. And everyone who agrees, say amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you for listening to this session of Come Celebrate. We hope you enjoyed.